The Sabres had a weekend. One and one. That's kind of the story of the season. We'll recap it coming up and get to your comments on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Sabres had a couple of games over the weekend, and I've got a lot of good takes from our sorties, our group chat on the uh, joinsubtext.com slash locked on Sabres, where you could sign up and join the show there. Uh, and we always are looking for interaction back and forth, comments and questions. That's the best way to do it. And the Sabres split the weekend as expected. That's about what you'd expect of this team that amazingly has still, we are at the new year. Happy New Year to everybody, by the way. 15th anniversary of, or 16th anniversary of the original winter classic for the Buffalo Sabres. Wait, it is 15th, 2009, right? Anyways, uh, 16th. So, anniversary of that. That was on NHL Network a little bit earlier on in the day. I thought it was cool to watch, um, reminiscing on that, and times where it was kind of fun to be a Sabre fan, and now is not really that point in time. 15, 18, and 4. As I was uh, starting to say, this team has one streak of consecutive wins all year. It is the new year, and that is still true. They don't have really a, a real win streak. A real win streak is three or more, right? But tactically speaking, I guess you could say it's two. They only have won back-to-back games once all year. It's kind of amazing they're not further down in the standings. The 2014-15 Buffalo Sabres, the Tank Sabres, that are notorious to being one of the worst teams in NHL history, had three win streaks by the new year. They had a four-game win streak and two three-game win streaks. That team, the worst Sabre team of all time, had had two three-game win streaks and a four-game win streak by the new year. This Sabres team has one two-game win streak. That's it. Pretty incredible. And Don Granato, not a part of the bench. So, all right, you can't necessarily blame him, I guess, for those two games individually. Uh, You still might want to for the season. That's your prerogative, and I'll listen to that. But it's things are still not going all that great. At least they won on home ice. They get the revenge over the Blue Jackets. You know, you had a watchable game. All right, progress. You were a fan in the building, and you were able to stay right to the end. And you know what? Saturday night game. Atmosphere on the overtime goal seemed pretty pretty good. Um, at least what I could gather from TV, where it, the, a lot of noise in the building and people having fun when Skinner scores to win it in overtime. Power and Thompson setting that one up. Thompson almost with a beautiful goal to win it. And then Skinner ends up putting the one-timer home. Uh, the Columbus game was a game that the Sabres showed off their talent. And they have that in them. And I still want to believe sometimes 
that, okay, this group, this core, they're going to figure it out eventually. They're This team of players will get to the playoffs sometime in the future. They're too talented not to. When they age, maybe that will happen. When they get a, a new breath of fresh air on the bench, maybe, or maybe it's a different player they bring in that's like a finishing piece. Something will happen, and they'll get good. Because that game, they showed how much better they are than Columbus. They outshot them by more than 2-1. to 42-20 to 20 were the shots on goal in that game. And Jack Quinn being back is a part of that. Jack Quinn is already at three goals on the season. I mean, he's not. He's only played a couple of games, and he's not too far behind Dylan Cousins on the year in terms of goals scored. Cousins is at uh, Cousins at six goals scored, and and uh, Quinn is already halfway there in six games played with three. Quinn's been really nice. Uh, Cousins, to be fair, has been very good on his line as well. That line is back in action, and I've liked them a lot. Um, remember Quinn was my guy to be a breakout candidate on this team this year before he, uh, ruptured his Achilles or whatever happened there. And Paterka has kind of taken over the headlines of that, but Quinn is right there showing that he's going to be a big part of this team in the future. Uh, Casey Middlestat with a nice goal to tie that game in the third period and Skinner able to put it home. And a good thing Skinner did by the way, because had Skinner not done that, then the play might've been going back the other way, uh, on a, uh, on a one-on-one, basically, uh, in the other direction. So, a good win by the Sabres. It didn't really bleed into a lot of fun the next night. But before we even get into that, a couple of comments I want to mix, sprinkle in uh, from our uh, from our group chat. I had a wedding this weekend, so I did not watch these games live. I had to go back and watch, especially the Columbus game. Not going to lie, the Ottawa one was maybe on a 1.2 speed uh, trying to get through that thing. Holy cow, we'll get to that in a second. But the Columbus game was a a fun game to watch back uh, and reading some of your comments as they went through. Uh, Jack Quinn, even better than we think he is from one listener. Uh, UPL, king of the super soft goal. I did, that was the second Columbus goal, I believe, the Fantilli goal that you really want back. And... Lucan in his, does he have a little bit of a Leonard vibe to him? Not in terms of the personality. Leonard was, you know, a, 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 he wanted to fight everybody. Um, and he would scream and yell. And UPL is not like that. But Leonard was notorious for, would make the really difficult saves. And he would let in the really easy ones. And he couldn't do anything in a shootout. That's kind of UPL-esque, isn't it? Like a little bit. You And listen, at the end of the day, a 9-10 save percentage is a 9-10 save percentage. I don't care if you stop the easy ones and do save the hard ones all the time because at the end of the day, it's the same result. You know, like it's going to be more frustrating to watch because you feel like that guy should be more talented, should be, or excuse me, should get better results if you're going to have such a good high danger save percentage. Well, you better be able to be one of the best goalies in the league. That's not how everybody is. Sometimes guys are really good. They're athletic. Jonathan Quick has been this for years. Jonathan Quick should have been the best goalie of this generation. He would always make the most difficult saves, but he was so poor at low danger save percentage at stopping the easy ones that, you know, more times than not, he was more of a league average goaltender uh, until he got to the playoffs. So that that might be a little bit of UPL. I, I don't think it's it's 
it's as bad with him as it used to be with Leonard, but it is uh, it is worth pointing out. When we come back, I want to get to Eric Comrie, by the way, in the third segment of today's show. Uh, when we come back, I want to get to Sabres and Senators, a bit of a burn the tape game, but I want to go through some of your comments uh, from the game and also uh, some one crisis point that is featured on the Sabres lineup right now that was out in front of everybody to see in Ottawa. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. Live same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab on the app, make a parlay in the parlay hub, the best way to find popular parlays, plenty more, lots of options for your Buffalo hockey games, Tage over under on shots. Um, you could be looking at in terms of safe props. That's always available to you as well. Plenty to look at. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Back here in the Locked On Sabres podcast, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Reminder that Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel. Super cool. Locked On Sports Today here for your 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel sure they're spending some time with uh, the Bills Dolphins preview this week, I'd imagine. Let's get to Sabres and Senators. They win against Columbus on Saturday. They go to Ottawa on Sunday, and they get hammered. And you know what? That's this team, right? That's this completely this team to a T. They look great one night. They outshoot Columbus 42-20. to 20, And then you're thinking, all right, here we go. Easy stretch of games, right? And I, I do think. This stretch, it's only two games in. It was a stretch of nine. They needed to win like six or seven. And because they played in this nine-game stretch that they're already two games into, eight teams that are not currently in a playoff spot. And they're two games in and they're one and one. So, you know, seven points out of the playoffs, which currently Tampa has the final spot. Same amount of games played. Seven points out. You want to get that to four by the end of this stretch? You probably have to go six and one the rest of the way in this next seven games. Uh, and you know what? I might say that, well, you can't expect that, but hey, this team is streaky. They put win streaks together last year, and it's something they have to do. They have to go on a stretch like that to even get back in the race. Um, I will say in the Ottawa game, you know, I don't want to completely go all in with, well, they got rolled, right? I mean, the scoreboard says they got rolled against Ottawa, but. They did. I mean, Anton Forsberg was the first star of the game for a reason. Anton Forsberg uh, had 45 saves and only allowed one goal. The Sabres did outshoot Ottawa 46 to 31. Although, you know, they do this, right? Like you get down four to one in the second period. How much can you even read into that? Because you're piling up shots in the third when, you know, when you're looking at, um, when you're looking at how many chances the opponent is taking because they're up by so much. Um, if you look at the heat maps for this game, the third period is when the Sabres got a bunch of their chances. And to be fair, they were down four to one at that point. So a little fluky, but they, it's not like they got rolled by Ottawa. Um, 
Maybe if the game had been closer longer, they would have. But four, five to one in favor of the Senators. Here's the thing I want to highlight on the Sabres before we get to some of your comments from this game. My takeaway is that we gotta have. We're going to have to have a conversation. Um, not on today's show, but maybe we'll do a full show coming up. Break down some of the numbers more often. Coronado's comments. Got to do a deep dive on this. We might be hitting a crisis point with the Darlene Samuelson pairing. We, we, I think we are at that point. Something's not right there. Something is not working there. And they continue to roll those two out there. There was a little bit of a stretch middle of this year so far that Owen Power got to play with Samuelson. But samuelson Darlene is a pairing. Has not been working. And in this game against Ottawa, Rasmus Dahlin was on the ice for three goals against. Matias Samuelson was on the ice for two goals against. Neither guy was on the ice for uh, the one Sabre goal by Tage. So 0 for 3 and 0 for 2. And it's a little bit of plus minusy, you know, numbers there. But how about look at uh, what they've done all year? All year, the numbers look like that, where they've allowed more goals when they're on the ice at five on five than when they're out there. And is it time to change them up? There are numbers, again, that kind of point to that. And a lot of these are self-inflicted wounds. Samuelson has been turning the puck over a lot. Darlene has kind of – there was one play in the shorthanded situation uh, in yesterday's Sunday's game where Claude Giroux is coming down with Casey Middlestad on his back, and Darlene is covering the other guy. And Giroux spins around, whips it on net, and he's lucky Devin Levi freezes the puck because if there was a rebound there, Darlene is drifted over to the side, and he's not even looking at his own guy, and his own guy would have had an easy tap and goal had Levi not frozen it because Darlene was not glued to his man defensively. So Darlene may be losing focus in his own end, and he's been turning the puck over a little bit as well. Samuelson not being as rock solid as he was last year. Uh, those two got to figure it out, or the the coach has got to step in and split them up. That, uh, but we'll do a deeper dive on that uh, coming up in a future show. Uh, looking at some of the uh, texts from our of our text line uh, during Sunday's game against the Senators, uh, Levi's glove side. This one from one listener. Levi's glove side needs a ton of work. NHL players shoot too fast and too hard for him to react. He needs a lot more time before he's a number one. He's not number one right now, but there were a couple of goals against Ottawa that were glove side. The first one was glove side by Jacob Chikrin. I don't know that I'd expect Levi to make that save. The Zach McEwen slap shot, the second goal, absolutely that's one where you want Levi to make a save. I know slap shot, open area, but it's 2023. Or actually, no, it's not. It's 2024. Uh, you got to make that save in today's NHL, uh, and Levi did not. Uh, I have not noticed his glove side being a problem. Throughout the year, but with the texter pointing it out and this last game being two goals that went in on it, uh, it'll be something that I just keep an eye on, you know, coming up. If we see another one, then it'll be something maybe that we start to spin into a, into a take. Uh, next one what, uh, from another texter. What do you think of the allegations that we have too many players on the team with similar play styles and that our forward group especially needs to have a more diverse skill set? I don't mind this as a criticism. I don't mind this as an analysis. It's not one that I tend to make because I do think that if you're skilled enough, you're fast enough, then you'll be fine. If you've got nine guys like that out of 12 in your forward group, you'll be just fine. 
I think Colorado has been for me the the peak example of this. Colorado had when they won the Stanley Cup, sure, they had their couple of guys on the fourth line that were physicality, but all of their important players were skilled players, were fast players. You know, Landis Cog, you could say is someone they mixed in a little bit more physical, but could still play that fast up and down style that his line mates, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, wanted to play. So I do think there's enough if you look around the league, even Toronto. Like Toronto's not the team you want to emulate because they've had just no playoff success. But man, the Sabres are trying to get to the playoffs. And Toronto at least is able to do that. And they go into every year without a lot of that physicality, without a lot of that toughness, without a lot of that diversity in terms of skill set. But they make it work. They get to the playoffs because they're that talented. I do think the Sabres' talent maybe just isn't that fully formed yet. So in the future, and this should be, what's the future? It should be now, but maybe now it's next year. They should ha- they should be able to win that way. I think you can win in this league with Tage, Skinner, Tuck, Quinn, Paterka, Cousins, and then Middlestat and Benson and Savoy. I, if that's your top nine, I think you're you can do it. You can win in this league. Now we might you might you know hit your head on the wall on the ceiling eventually and say, well, I got to move out Savoy because I need a different type of player in this spot in the future when you're not winning in the playoffs. But to me, the Sabers can't aren't allowed to have conversations like that. I, I think for now, if you just get enough speed and you have enough skill, it eventually is going to work. I just think maybe. I and others have overestimated how much talent they really have because Thompson, although I will say on Thompson, three goals uh, and three assists in his last five games. So he's starting to heat up a little bit, got a goal there against Ottawa, but Thompson cousins and talk like these skilled guys have not carried their weight this season. So to me, it's more about that, but it's a worthy question and there would be other people covering the team. I'm sure that would, would side with you that they do need a more diverse skill set. And I'd listen to that again. It's just, it's not the take that I want to, you know, champion at the moment. Um, What else? I had another one that I wanted to get to uh, two more. This uh, hold on one second. Here we go. Uh, One more. Noah Oslin looks really good at world juniors, but I still couldn't give less of a bleep. Uh, That's kind of how I feel at the moment watching these world juniors. Yeah. Noah Oslin first round pick the pick the Sabres got in the Jack Eichel trade um, has been super good for Sweden. I mean, I'm seeing video clips every day that he's playing where he's toe dragging guys and, you know, these great goals that he's got. Uh, Oslin has been the best Sabres prospect at the world juniors, but same thing for me. Like we've had a hundred prospects play well at the world juniors since the last time the Sabres made the playoffs. So I feel like I'll really care about the world juniors more the, uh, the next time the Sabres are actually good. Finally, when we come back, it finally happened. Eric Comrie waved. We'll talk about it next here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about where, when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, 
views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110%. Of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Savers podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Reminder check us out. On our text line, uh, become a sortie, join subtext.com slash locked on savers today to sign up. Big news over the weekend. Not really big news, but it's big news because we've been waiting on it for seven months longer. Eric Comrie has been waived and has cleared waivers and has been assigned to the Rochester Americans. They finally did it. They needed to do it. And there was, to me, No alternative. This comes far too late. They should have done this a lot sooner. Comrie has not played in really about a month. So to me, you could look back and then say, well, that's a wasted roster spot for a month because you could have been doing something else with it. And I know UPL got sick at one point in time, so you wouldn't need Comrie to be the backup at one point anyway. But Comrie just does not serve a purpose on this team right now. And he'll go down to Rochester and... They'll figure it out, right? They got three guys down there. Um, they've got Devin Cooley down there. They've got Dustin Tokarski down there. Comrie is down there. By the way, I'm just not surprised at all that he cleared waivers. And this, to me, was always the point. It was, you can still have him in the organization as the third goaltender if you really want to. Because he's probably going to clear. And he did. Uh, not a surprise. When Auntie Ranta cleared waivers a few weeks ago in Carolina, a goaltender with so much more pedigree, with so much more recent success in the league, and so much more success in general, when he cleared waivers, you knew Comrie was going to clear waivers. Nobody's going to want him as their number two. You want him as your number three? Go wave him. And that's exactly what has happened. And now, if somebody gets injured, they could call him right back up, and he'll be a part of the Sabres again. So... No, this is this was sitting there for weeks, but it marks the day. It marks the day. They are forevermore, maybe for a long time. This team's two goaltenders are Devin Levi and Ukapeka Lukanen. And again, I don't know how long that could be true. That could be true for a very long time. We could be talking about these two being their two goaltenders for five years, maybe more than that. You know, Levi, I definitely don't think goes anywhere anytime soon. UPL, you know, you know, he you never know. Goalies are not untouchable. And if he starts to struggle, or on the other hand, both guys are so good that it feels like they should trade one of them, you know, there's things that can happen, but I'm guessing these two are going to be together for a long time. And the way the Sabres have played this as of late, it is a true two-man rotation. There, there is not a number one versus a number two. Um, they are 1A and 1B. If you look back, uh, since Lukanen got back from sickness and Comrie has exited the rotation, it's gone Levi, Lukanen, Levi, Lukanen, Lukanen, Levi, Lukanen, Levi, Lukanen, Levi. 
that's a that's a two man rotation that you're seeing between these two. Um, and you're going to be looking at about a 50, 50 split. You know, if one guy gets hot, you ride with him. And then if he cools off and the other guy gets hot, you ride with him. I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to whoever is playing better at that moment. And for the most part this season, they've been pretty similar. Uh in by save percentage has been a better goaltender. I'll update you on some of the advanced numbers on this on how well each guy has played. If you look at uh, all of the goaltenders this year that have played at least 10 games, so that is 61 goaltenders in the NHL. Ukapeka Lukanen and goals saved above expected. We want per 60, not total. Uh, Lukanen ranks 44th out of 61, and Levi ranks 36th. So not too far off. Both guys are about at even in terms of they're saving about what's expected of them. That's an improvement, by the way, though, because, you know, 36 and 44th out of 61. If you look at last season, where the Sabres were, uh, you had Eric Comrie, 69th out of 79, and you had UPL uh, not too far above him either. Uh, Anderson was the one, he ranked 38th. So Anderson was the one that was good last year, but he just didn't play as much. There was only 26 games. So they've been better in net this year, which is maybe the more frustrating thing. You know, if you had told me last year this team was going to come back, a team that had missed the playoffs by one point, and it was mostly because of goaltending, if you ask me, they're going to come back the next year and they're going to get better goaltending. They're going to have league average goaltending. I would have told you they would have made the playoffs. But unfortunately, the scoring has dried up. So Comrie has been waived, and the roster crunch has been settled. Tyson Jost in Rochester, Eric Comrie in Rochester, and you're seeing, by the way, the league tell you these guys are not that valuable. Don't be so afraid to cut bait and lose them because n- all 32 teams had a chance at Tyson Jost for free. Nobody wanted them. 32 teams had a, had a shot at Eric Comrie for free. Nobody wanted them. It's not a big deal. Even if you lose these guys, they're not that valuable. So and it felt like the Sabres were so afraid to lose them that, oh, we can't do that. We got to send Ryan Johnson down for 12 hours, which, by the way, I still never saw an explanation as to why they did that. Why did they need to do a paper transaction? It's not something to get mad about, but why did they need to do it? It almost felt like they got bullied into calling him back up, but I don't know. All right, that's going to do it for us today here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We still owe you that uh, World Junior uh, talk with Hadi Kalakash. Uh, so we'll get that figured out this week because we owe that to you. Because uh, you know what? Even though I'm someone that's like, man, rolling my eyes at these World Junior prospects again, I do recognize that some fans and some listeners definitely still are interested in it. They want to hear about how Noah Olson's doing. They want to hear about how Matthew Savoy has been. By the way, he's not out for the rest of the World Juniors, it looks like. He might return. Um, so there's a lot of Sabre news at the World Juniors that we do have to get to. So that will be coming up. And we've got a couple of days here to do it because the Sabres are off until uh, Thursday. Not up until Thursday will they be uh, on the road. So next week until they're back home. All right, it's going to do it for us today here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Reminder, go make your next listen. Lockdown Sports Today, the first ever national sports streaming channel, 24-7 on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today here for your 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We'll talk to you next time here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast.